Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. What? The story. Today FM. Every week at this time, we do What's the Story? And it can be a story from anyone, anytime, anywhere. Some people are celebs, some are listeners. Today, it is Oren O'Halloran from the We the Irish podcast. Oren, good morning. Good morning. Nice to have you in person in the studio because uh, last time we spoke, it was uh, in and around pandemic time. It was virtual and you were just kicking off your podcast two years ago and uh, you've been going strong ever since, over 100 episodes. Yeah, uh, well, I suppose the last time we spoke we were only seven, eight episodes into it. Yeah, uh, explain to anyone who hasn't heard it, explain the podcast and what the idea behind it is because 100 episodes of anything requires a lot of work and depth and all this kind of stuff. So what, what is the podcast? Uh, so it's called We the Irish and generally what it is is stories of Irish people that you might not have heard of so people who either left here and did things across the world that kind of made history books elsewhere or people who achieve great things that don't necessarily show up and kind of will say they'll even search so when you, it's giving respect to the people who, who need it but never got it uh, more or less yeah like yeah. there's a lot of people who for political reasons and whatever other reasons their stories weren't kind of put forward mm. and uh, this isn't your day job isn't it? this is just a passion for you yeah no this is just something because we started because I'd come across a lot of these stories and I started sharing them for the sake of, oh, do you know what, people need to hear these. These are mm. incredible stories and incredible things people have done. Like, I suppose, a lot of um, Irish history is told through, there's a lot of negative things, and yeah. there's like, famine, uh, recessions, revolutions, whatever else. But then this is also just like, like some lad from County Clare wanted to find a mysterious Celtic island, so he invented the submarine. And like these whole stories are a lot longer than that, and there's a lot more twists and turns to it. But at a very core level, there's just the guy from Claire invented the submarine. And well, look, this isn't the story you're here to tell us. You are here to tell us one of these magical stories that have featured in your podcast, Oren O'Halloran. What's the story? So less inspirational than some of the other ones. <laughs> Excellent, <laughs> but uh, just what I thought you guys would be into. It's mm. it's a bit more bizarre in nature. Okay, so. Early 1800s, there's these two guys from uh, Tyrone and Derry, William Burke and William Hare. Um, now, they don't know each other yet, but they head over to Edinburgh. Like, a lot of people are heading over at that time. There's kind of Irish slums heading up in Edinburgh and Glasgow that right. are sort of... Um, just people can get work in the docklands and coal mines, that kind of just... Mm. If you're unskilled labour, there's some bit of work going for you over there. So these kind of, kind of communities start popping up. So these two guys ended up over there. They end up meeting, become very good friends, working different jobs. They kind of keep crossing paths. And over the years, the guy William Hare saves up enough money to buy kind of a guest house because he gets this idea of enough people are coming over. They know I'm an Irish guy. They'll stay in my place. Like it's people, they don't have a lot of money or else it's homeless people who get a couple of quid together. They're just trying to keep a roof over the head. So he opens up this guest house. Now it's nothing fancy. It's straw in an attic. It's straw in a kind of a shed out the back but it's enough to kind of keep him going and to top up what he already has. So every kind of week to week, he's kind of hammering on people's doors trying to get money paid because the people he's keeping don't have a lot of money. Of course. And there's this one guy staying with him who uh, kind of keeps promising, I'm getting a pension from the army. I'll give you the four pounds from that. That'll be us kind of square. He dies. Right. Up in the attic. And hair's distraught now because he's relying on that money. Without mm. he's that spent in his head, so he goes to his friend Burke and he's distraught and he's saying, oh, "What am I going to do?" Kind of thing. And to cut away from their story very quickly, at the time in Edinburgh, there's this guy Robert Knox, who's this kind of world-renowned surgeon, and he works on cadavers. You bring in a dead body to him, he 
pulls in the nerve, see what it is, flicks an eye, see what the other one does. All these are very early tests mm. for like even just seeing where the liver is, how it functions, if I put air into the nose, what parts of the lungs, all this kind of tests what he's doing. So you can only do them on these dead bodies. Of course. And Burke tells her, there's a fellow up the road and if you bring him the body, he'll give you a couple of pounds for it. Oh. But there's a law at the time that you um, the only people that they can um, use as cadavers are people who have been executed for a crime. Previous to that, what was happening was Grave diggers were going in after like someone's nan was buried, digging up the grave, taking the body, bringing it down to one of these guys, selling the body Ooh. for a couple of quid. So they invent these things called mort safes, which are like big kind of metal shields, like cages that go into the, the ground to stop people digging into them. So this guy, Robert Knox, then eventually decides, if a body shows up, I'm just not going to ask questions mm. of where this comes from. Gotcha. Two lads grab the body, bring it down to him. He doesn't ask questions. Give him about seven pounds because the body's... It's a couple of days old at this stage. Right. He's like, look, seven pounds, go away. And the two lads are kind of going, I only need a four, and I've got seven. <laughs> <laughs> I see this, a business opportunity. This is brilliant. Right. The kind of time goes on, uh, they move on from the idea that, as far as they know, they haven't done anything wrong. Like, they, they didn't kill him or nothing bad's happened from their point of view. And Burke gets into financial difficulties. And he comes to his friend Hare, and he's again, he's distraught about the whole thing. His friend Hare goes, do you remember... Well, a while ago, when we took that dead body to your mouth, we could just find another one. Eventually, they come up with this idea of, let's just murder the odd person. <laughs> wow. Bring them into him. We'll sell them. He doesn't ask questions. And sort of, like, horrifically as it is, the fresher the body, the more, oh, the more money. Pay because right. it's more recently alive. So it's, it's still warm. So he can Jeepers. still see how things are functioning. So okay. he gives him £10 for this guy they get drunk and strangle. So over the next 12 months... They end up killing 16 people by getting them drunk and strangling them. Wow. And bringing them to this guy, Robert Knox. Having a great time because he's got all these fresh mm. bodies for his students and like the students aren't really asking questions. They're just going, I'm a student. This guy's yeah. got a body. We'll yeah. operate in the body. Why would I bother asking questions? But then things start to turn from them. In By the University in Edinburgh at the time, there is this guy, um, James Wilson. The students kind of know him as Daft Jamie, who's kind of like this... Um, homeless guy who kind of hangs around the college on specific corners but they all kind of know him because he's okay. like a character from coming out and he goes missing and at the same time uh, this woman Margaret Doherty goes missing as well now her last known sighting was with staying in Hare's guest house so your man Wilson's missing this woman Doherty's missing and Robert Knox gets given a poster because it's the, because the amount of students from the university are given posters for like missing people and hanging mm. up around the place and he recognises that the woman whose body he was given yesterday is now the missing woman oh. in the poster and he's kind of going oh I think I know where the lads are getting the bodies yeah. from As he's it never crossed his mind up well, until this point <laughs> it didn't occur to him to have to think about it he was kind of going I have bodies what's the problem uh, but like they were telling him that they were like friends and cousins mm. and stuff that, that were, they just found um, <laughs> and he uh, sorry so he, as he's processing this in his head he brings out the next cadaver to the students and they go that's Daft Jamie. That's Daft Jamie. That's okay. the man from outside. He's been missing and that's him right there. Knox goes to the police. Police obviously are able to put the whole thing together pretty quickly given all the information they have to hand right now. They arrest the two lads. Uh, Hare, t- er, Hare testifies against Burke and says, your man's idea. Oh, so That's yeah. the genius behind the whole thing. I'm just some guy who was just hanging around the place. Right. Um, so he legs it. Now the stories about he gets on a train and the... Um, like the people who didn't go after him and he gets caught but the, whether that happens or not nobody's fully certain Right. but for Burke he gets executed as this mass murder of 16 people 
uh, you get hung and it's a big event in Edinburgh because like they're all horrified by this and it's it's almost like a county final day like people come out and there's like people in the streets to watch this this mass event so it becomes this like celebrity thing um, and he gets hung but he's a murderer who's been executed so now his body is free reign for being a cadaver so Knox goes I'll have give him. me your man oh my god Burke comes into him he brings him in front of the students they dissect him they do whatever they do for cadavers like that um, I'm not sure exactly what they, mm. they do but they do their tests and they analyse things whatever else his body's in more or less perfect condition when the students are finished with him so they have his skeleton now and they put the skeleton on display in Edinburgh University because it's one of like it's a very well kept skeleton okay is. right those so that book and the skeleton are still on display if you go to Edinburgh University now okay. that they're in kind of the corridors mm. of the medical school but then Burke's skeleton, because it was so well intact, that's the one that they went using, or for a lot of companies, they modelled their kind of their um, like their, their classroom skeletons off of his. So the other ones you see in like well, science labs. Yeah, yeah. A lot of those are based on William Burke, the murderer from Ireland's skeleton, just hanging down the back of different classrooms. Oh my God. So he became infamous more than famous. But, uh, uh, yeah, it wasn't, like I said, it's not the most inspiring story, but he's yeah. a guy who people are very familiar with him without ever seeing his face. We've seen his insides. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. And little did he think when he was hatching these schemes that he'd end up as the one body that well, he everybody would the, remember. He became, ironically, after the whole thing, he became the celebrity murder murderer's body that yeah. kind of became the one of the key points of science kind of thing amazing this is why you should listen to We The Irish Podcast Orna Halloran thanks very much for watching the story today thank you very much what's the story Today FM Dermot and Dave weekdays from 9am Today FM